Welcome back to Season 2 of the Aware Podcast. In this global podcast, Nikki and Sarah, your hosts, chat to inspirational guests who have all had a breakthrough moment in either life, leadership or business. We share our adventures as we talk through the moments, courage, laughter and insight. A big thank you to all our listeners and we hope that you're going to enjoy Season 2 as much as you did Season 1. Don't forget rate, review, subscribe and share to keep us moving forward. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, so welcome to the Aware Podcast. We're so excited to be here today. And we have an amazing guest, uh, Luna Bayer, who is here to share her story and, um, you know, feeling around her life and her aware moment where sort of the penny dropped and she had a plan. And, um, and we really want to hear about her discovery of self um, and where you are today and, you know, hear about your great book as well. So welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's it's wonderful to be here. It's been a week since my book launched and it's so nice to 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 be able to connect and have a conversation with you both. I'm I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Congratulations on the book. We've both written books as well and it's such an amazing achievement when it launches. Yeah, and and to, and uh, someone messaged me just today and said most people want to write a book, but they never get around to it. So the fact that we're in, you know, three authors here who have all done it. Congratulations to us all. One thing that I um, I thought was really interesting was the, the phrase about being at war with ourselves, with our bodies. Yeah. Um, I think we all resonate with that um, from some time. I think as females, it's what we do is fight against what we see in mm-hmm. the mirror consistently. It's never, yeah. our body shapes are never okay. 
Except Never. when you're old and then you look back and you go, actually, I was gorgeous. What was I doing? <laughs> hindsight. Hindsight, our bodies are perfect, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and thank you for pointing that out. I, I think that for, for me very personally, it was always a battle. Even you have a look at the language that gets used in our society around our weight, it's called the battle of the bulge. And, and you know, it's called the battle of the bulge. But not only that, I was in conflict with myself. And I'm sure that many people can relate to this. There's this internal conflict whereby, you know, you're having arguments with yourself in your head. Now, that might seem to people, you know, back in the day, you might have been considered to be unwell from that perspective. But it's very normal to be having this inner war, this inner conflict within ourselves where we feel like who we are, what we stand for, what we look like and who we who we exist in the world or how we exist in the world is somehow wrong. And as a result of the wrongness of who we are, we battle inside and kind of go back and forth. A lot of us wish that we could be at peace. You know, there is a, there is a movement towards kind of people wanting to be peaceful inside. And so the war is the opposite of that, that there are, there are arguments that go on inside. I should do this. I shouldn't do that. I'm allowed to eat this. This is good. This is bad. We almost see the entire world through the lens of how can I go out, go out in the world and gather worth? And, we, and what that ends up happening inside of us is that we, we are in constant battle with our truth rather than actually living in a peaceful place inside of us. Most of us are our own worst enemy whole angle of, of perfection you know, we are we are wired to really target perfection but you know what does perfection really look like and I don't know about you but my belief on perfection is well it's never attainable because wherever you set your bar you're going to then set a higher one or a different one and you know that has a huge difference and it it really does go back to that concept of award doesn't mm. it um, you know, in my line of work, particularly, weight is always a dangerous place either we're too big or we're too little. And there's an argument too within all of that is um, not only are we trying to appreciate the, the skin we're in, but, uh, you know, we can be too big and then we're very, very unhealthy or too thin and then we're very, very unhealthy. So we've even got these polar areas where we're not allowed to be as well. I'm being that middle ground. What is the middle ground? And, you know, like... You know, we were just talking about weight earlier, just before the podcast, and my imprint, I used to be a really skinny little thing. My yep. imprint of me is skinny. It's not what the mirror's showing back at my age. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there is a conflict, isn't it, about your internal self-image is, is sending out your picture of what you are or what you think mm. you are. And what was yours? Where, did, where, did, where was the turning point for you to go, hang on a minute, my self-image and what I keep seeing in the mirror isn't consistent and what can I do about it? Yeah, I think that it's, it's really interesting. A, a term body, I think it's just body dysmorphia mm -hmm. came to mind recently around this. I was watching uh, something on this on, on one of the mainstream channels. Mira Mira, yeah, exactly. And I, I was, it, was, it was quite a powerful moment with a young man who, who what he saw in the mirror just didn't match. And it's really fascinating when you talked before about how you look back on how you were when you were younger and you're like, what was I worried about? Like, you know, I thought I was fat and old then and then I get to this point and I'm like, what? And, and I think I had so many of those moments where 
I looked at photographs of myself from perhaps years earlier and I knew how I thought about myself. I knew at that time I thought I was enormous, which I equated with awful. That, that because that's the narrative, right? That that big equals bad. That if you are if you are big in any any shape or form, that then it's it's a negative thing. And I'm I'm five foot ten, so naturally I'm 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 a bigger built. The whole narrative. It didn't matter what my body looked like at the time. It was never enough. It was never enough. It didn't matter. I, I've lost and put on twenty five kilos five times in my life. You know, and, and like the the yo-yo of that, I, I had convinced myself that it was healthy because I was dieting and exercising, right? That's what they tell me to eat less and move more, which is exactly what I did. Yet by doing that, I was calorie restricting and I was obsessed. So every time I looked in the mirror, I looked at everything that was wrong. And it was never right, it was never enough. Even when I got to the goal weight, which the the perception was that I would be happy once I got there, right? Like once I got to that goal weight, I would then love myself and I would get the feelings of freedom and I could wear whatever I wanted and I would feel confident, but it didn't happen. And I think that after maybe the third, fourth, fifth time of that, I got disillusioned and had that aware moment and thought, if changing my body isn't working, then, then maybe it's not me maybe there's something else going on here. And, and that's when I kind of plunged into personal development and really started to understand what was going on in my mind. What was my thoughts? How was that creating, creating my reality for myself? And, and now I can look back many, many, many years later in the biggest body I've ever had. That's where I currently stand right now. Very healthy as far as I'm concerned, as far as my doctors are concerned. And and I love myself. I look in the mirror and I think, oh my God, I look fantastic. And I've been 25 kilos heavier, hating myself, thinking I'm still too fat, still too flabby. Because when I got to the smaller weight, it was, I was like, cool, I'm thin enough now, but my arms aren't toned enough. My stomach isn't flat enough. My butt isn't pert enough. My, it just, it was never enough. It's just never enough. You're 100% correct. That's sort of the moment we came to with, with aware of sort of going, okay, so many 80% of people believe that, you know, they're more aware than what they are. Yep. So listen to that voice rather than go, oh, just that voice again. I'm thinking really um, about, you know, you looking at pictures of yourself. And it, I, it breaks my heart that so many women and men now, because yeah. unfortunately spread, that we look at these photos of self and we're not looking at joy or uh, how excited we were or how much fun we were having. Our yeah. first call is critical. Yeah, you know, oh, look, you know, there's my double chin hanging around. And it's very hard to get out of that imprint and, and that, that kind of mindset um, on your own. And that's why I think with women like yourself, mm. that unashamedly that photo on the cover of your book you know, gorgeously looking yeah. up at the sky and going, come on, world, say what you want. <laughs> I think we need more and more of that, of just saying, you know, just don't worry about my body, worry about what energy I'm giving off and the fun that I'm having. And, um, yeah. I, yeah, that's why I thought that photo was quite magical. If Everyone should have a look at the photo on the um, Oh, good. You're going to oh, show That's what I prepared earlier. <laughs> yes. well, and I just think you just look like you are in love with yourself yeah. there and love the world and unashamedly yourself. 
And for people out there that are just starting on that self-acceptance journey, mm. what, what for you would be the key thing for them to go, this is my start point? Yeah, a couple of things there, and thank you. I, I came to discover that my body is the least interesting thing about me. <laughs> and, and I can tell you, as you age, it becomes less interesting. <laughs> That's the reality, that I, I think that this obsession with our, with our bodies being, well, I'm going to be more valuable if, I have a, if, if my body looks a certain way. The reality is if you're lucky enough to, to get old, because not everybody is, you know, life gets taken away from many people young, then eventually your body is not going to match match what the world expects of you. So I think that, that first realising that, that your body is really quite uninteresting from, from, from an aesthetics point of view. And, and the second thing there is what I say to people when they say, where do I start? What's the first thing that I need to do? And, and I would say that it's awareness. I really do. I, I, that's why I love being on this podcast here with you both today because you need to be aware about what's happening up here in your head because a lot of people, it's just autopilot, right? As you say, 80% of people think that they're more aware than what they actually are. If you don't know yourself, how can you make changes? How can you realize what's actually going on in your head? You, you don't know where to start. So the very first thing that I get people to do is to increase their awareness. The first third of my book is about awareness creation. Have you ever thought what you're missing, what it is that you don't know about yourself, or if you're a mindset coach or a life coach, what you don't know really about your clients? That's why we designed the monthly aware packages, easy skill sheets and tools to help you dig deep, find out what your identity really is and get self-aware. Great for you and even better for the people you help. And I say self-awareness is key. You have to get to understand what's actually happening up in your head because then you can do something about it. If you don't know, if, if you don't recognize what's happening, it's very difficult to then change it. And, and likewise, even though we, we might like the idea of love at first sight, the reality is, is that most of the time you don't fall in love with someone until you know them in their truth. So how are you meant to love yourself if you don't know who you are? when your whole life is spent as a projection of what you think other people think you should be. You can't love that. Support ourselves and our friends in trying to find that, you know, that peace, you know, put down the, the swords and shields and, and like ourselves <laughs> without it being um, untruthful or inauthentic. How would you advise other women to support mm. other women yeah I think that the best thing that we can do is lead by example so if so if your friend is sitting there and, and it's a very common conversation oh my god I've put on weight or oh my god I really need to change this there there is a, it's a very common narrative to stand around the proverbial water cooler once we used to be able to do that and and have a conversation <laughs> what is that <laughs> but to be able to you know when people are talking about it, 
rather than making any any place any judgment or shame on the other person because judgment and shame and shame is what got us here it's not what's going to get us out no one ever hated themselves healthy no one ever hated themselves happy we need to come from love we have to the the the, on, the only way out is through we must be able to connect so if i'm around friends or family who are having a rough time with that and perhaps it might trigger me that can potentially happen, or it certainly has in the past, I might say, you know what I really noticed? And I might say, Nikki, you know what I really noticed? You know, you've, you've said the thing, what I really noticed, Nikki, is that when I talk really badly about my body, I feel like crap. And I'm working on changing that. How, how do you reckon we might go if we stopped talking about how bad our body is and maybe started talking about what we're grateful for or what our bodies are about? That's what I'm trying to do. Do you reckon you could do it with me? Do you reckon maybe we could do it together? It's a natural conversation, isn't it? Like posing it without um, really, you know, with letting that judgment go and just say, you know what, it's, and I think the circumstances of the last 18 months, if anything, mm. need to reinforce that because we don't, I don't know about you, but I certainly don't miss going, oh, my God, did you see what she's wearing? Did you know yeah. you're on weight? That's not what I missed. What I missed was the laughter, the connection, yeah. the, you know, the leaving judgment at the door, just creating an experience. And I think that's also, like Sarah said, resonates with your image on your book cover. And what it is is that it says, I'm actually looking at the moment I was in and look at that smile on my face. Yes. Not, not, not this. Not the body. Does it matter? Yeah. Just holding everything else. You know, <laughs> from a feminist perspective, the idea yeah. of um, the beauty industry, particularly, and Mirror Mirror tapped into this. Yeah, that it is keeping women in general, but men slowly sliding into it, um, distracted. So while we're busy trying to have, you know, the perfect face. The, the unwrinkled, free smile, whatever. Um, we're not using that emotional energy and intelligence to deal with real social issues and bigger issues. Um, I wonder mm. if that on that, you know, that kind of spectrum, is, is it really about that? Are we really being tricked into being dumb? Yeah, look, it's really interesting. And and we could go down many paths around that. And, and there is, there's a, <laughs> there is a, there is a picture talk about in one of my signature workshops and I I say well and it's in my book as well what would happen if if sales and marketing companies were were honest right and and there's a piece I'm like hi and welcome to low self-esteem tv we are so happy to have you here because we are going to sell you a whole bunch of products that you don't need and the best thing about it is is that we are going to convince you that you need to buy it because you're not enough and when the product fails you'll blame yourself and come back and put more money into my pocket and I, I recall, and again, it's in my book, I recall having a conversation with some very close friends of mine who are in marketing for, for big companies. And I, years before it came out, I said this to them and I said, look, I, I, I have to give benefit of the doubt. I don't think that people are sitting around in a boardroom thinking, how can we, how can we cash in on people's insecurities? And I just said that and the room went silent. It hasn't, you know, it was only 110, 120 years ago that we even got the right to vote. And historically, our bodies have belonged to men. 
that that has been the thing men men still design lingerie and tampons men are still making the decisions particularly in america around what women's allowed to do with their body our bodies are not ours we haven't we haven't reclaimed them so i think that that in a capitalistic world it just plays into wherever the money is if we we are perpetuating it does that make sense by us participating in giving our money to weight loss companies to beauty industry to to fashion in that kind of way we are as equally responsible for that because if we took our money elsewhere they would just create a different product for us what you know this this awareness journey and listening to that voice and taking notice of as you said you know is really and accepting that level of imperfection is that we're taking control we're taking control of what we can influence taking that in internal and external and going right you know what I can be influenced outside of me but I need to only I can control my own destiny only I can control what puts a smile on my face and imagine, imagine if every woman in the world all of a sudden had had a really strong sense of self-worth and, and realised that they were perfectly imperfect. The, yeah. in, those industries would go out of business overnight. And what we have is, is better industries. Like if I'm thinking of you, accepting your absolute beauty in the form that you are has allowed that emotional energy to create a book to help others yeah you know and that gifting forward and if we all stopped worrying about um and I'm not saying self-care or self-love wanting to look nice but no. assessing, um what would we do with that emotional in- and intellectual energy yeah. like just on personal levels how, what would we create Absolutely. it's something we need to sort of think if I give up that like, what I could take back from life is incredible yeah and I remember that even for myself upon reflection, I, I never had time or energy to do anything else other than work and obsess about my weight. I did not, I didn't have the capacity. How could I possibly, when every moment of every day I was worried about what I had just eaten, what I was about to eat? It evolves everything that you do, everything you think, everything you plan to do tomorrow. Yep. And, you know, it, it is that sense of, freedom oh. Sarah said it's kind of like opening up an extra part of your brain which says okay I've ignored you for a while now I'm going to use that intellect you listen to my rational voice yeah okay we've got this like we, we now and know other stuff yeah and it's fun yeah you know we're not aware you know we're sitting here talking to you and, and as we're chatting I'm thinking yeah, well, I, I um, yesterday gave myself a, a good brain bashing about my weight. Mm. <laughs> so, so I think it's really important that, you know, me and Nikki, mm. we do struggle with looking in the mirror, ageing and, you know, putting on those Ks. Ks, yeah. It's really refreshing and so important and it's why I'll be getting your book. So Thank just you. have like a workbook for when you're sliding back down into that fat of going, hang on, you know, there's the book. Let me just catch up on chapter one or chapter two, or you know, yes. let me just flag yeah. that. Yeah, highlight. I always tell everyone highlight and fluoro right through your books those aha moments. Yep. And, and this is what we're trying to say. Everyone, everyone worries about how they look. Mm-hmm. The job, as you're saying, is go a bit deeper. How often are you worrying? Yes. And why? Yeah. 
and yep. is there an option out of that? And your book is the kind of the pathway to start finding that that option out of obsessing yes. about your skin. Yes. In some cases, or lack of fat, and just looking in your eyes and going, hello, you. Have you ever thought what you're missing, what it is that you don't know about yourself, or if you're a mindset coach or a life coach, what you don't know really about your clients? That's why we designed the monthly aware packages, easy skill sheets and tools to help you dig deep, find out what your identity really is and get self-aware. Great for you and even better for the people you help. beautiful women on on this podcast here who have who who have presented themselves in a in a lovely way it it it's still a creative expression we still have this body and it can be our art and our expression rather than our almost our depression i i heard i heard edith edgar who's just written a book called the gift incredible woman uh she she says the opposite of of depression is expression so rather than us like we're just expressing ourselves in the way in which it feels amazing. I don't need to be in tracky dacks all the time. And you know, like someone said to me, oh, you know, you, oh, if you ever wear makeup or shave your head, shave your armpits or wear pretty clothes, you're not body positive. And my reaction to that is, is what it means to fully accept yourself is to be able to live however you want to changing like dyeing my hair doesn't mean that I don't accept myself it's just that I like that color in the same way that I I like a certain type of music or a certain type of clothing it's 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 just the outward expression of my inward world and so there's nothing wrong with with changing our appearance from that perspective even if you wanted a Botox boob jobs plastic surgery I'm all there for it again it's not what we do it's why we're doing it if you are doing those things because you think it's going to give you more worth, it's problematic. If you are doing it because you love it and you love the expression and that's how you want to exist in the world, rock on, sister. Judgment is actually what's holding us back. Yep. And the process, once you recognise the role that judgment's playing in our life, is then to be able to dig deeper and, and actually then acquire the skills which you're providing in your book which we provide in our program you know yep. it's all about how do I now understand it get it accept it and then go cool I'm up for my next step like I'm up for my next leap to help me continue to be happy and yes. comfortable within myself because it is an ongoing thing and I come back to what you said before Sarah around around having the space, you know, when I was just fully obsessed about my weight and, and what I looked like all the time, I didn't just didn't have the space and energy to, to follow through with my dreams in my life. And I, I wonder how many women out there who are full-time job, apart from all the other full-time jobs we have as women, as mothers, as parents, as all the things, their full-time job, apart from that is body obsession. You know, since, since I, have quit trying to obsess about my body 
I have so much more time and energy. I, I exercise, I eat well, I look after myself. I, I have learned to play the piano. I'm learning to speak Spanish. I, you know, the, the things that the things I've written a book, the things that I have space for in my life now, I don't know how I got anything done back in the day. Yeah, yes. yeah absolutely. Quit that obsessive process of always trying to be something for someone else. We've got to be it for ourselves first. And, you know, just what comes from that is extraordinary. You know, I know we always talk about, you know, we love what we do and we happen to get paid for it. Like yeah. that, that's kind of, money makes the world go round, but it's just, and, you know, it's just part of that. It's not so the, the feeling you get is the most critical part. And I think the narrative around, uh, uh, we have to understand that this idea that we need to stay young and small yeah. is not ours. We didn't, it, it's become ours because we've taken on board that belief system, but it's not. In our truth, when we are true within ourselves, we don't care because, you, you know, to, to kind of vilify age in a woman is insane because there's so much power and wisdom, so much power. When you come back to what you were saying before, Sarah, around around, you know, is there a conspiracy to keep us, you know, small? I, I think that there was just at some point in time in our evolution, the, the power of woman, women are powerful, really, really powerful. And we've been almost, and so are men, don't get me wrong, they are in their own right. But they, it's almost somewhere along the lines, they recognize the power of women and maybe from the witch hunts, you know, just because women could connect to their feelings and connect to earth and, and, and you know, do herbs outside the kitchen. That, that's kind of what, what led to let's bring women down. Rather than men rising, they brought women down. And it's, it's a, a journey for men as much as it is for women. We need to reclaim the power of, of ourselves, not overpowering the men. I don't mean that at all. I just mean come back into our sovereignty and our, into our truth the in in many generations gone by and in many cultures the most revered people of the tribe is the crone the woman the the woman who has lived her life and is connected to the world the old the elder woman is is like god i'm much of the this Oh, version of me in my every decade I, I'm thrilled about the person I'm becoming I, I'm loving it yeah. and I don't ever want to go back to that oh. high risk taking wild Absolutely. child of a 20 year old she was fantastic and had loads yep. of fun but I think the idea is age comes should come with the growth of self-love and getting yourself more Absolutely. and again you know starting to say I like who I am much more than what I look like yeah, and and I'd love it if we can get you know I've got two beautiful daughters and I and I'm I, you know I harp on about this with them and they battle between what their mum says about stop worrying about and the world <laughs> and and you know you are a beautiful human being work yeah. on that keep that moving. Yeah. Um, we should look at your score because it's going to be no surprise to any of our listeners <laughs> uh, that that um, did you want to chat about the commit score? Yeah, so. Um, you know, really the, the commit phase is, you know, you've looked within, you're happy with what you found and you're developing that and growing that, which is amazing. I think the biggest thing now, which is what you've done through writing your book, 
running your um, your own workshops and your own program mm. is that it's now about leaving the ego of what we've achieved at the door yeah. and committing to growing ourselves through growing others. Beautiful. Um, you know, that that's and and you're right, in the pocket. you're right there. And but what it is as well is retaining that self-belief that mm. you don't stagnate yourself and go, yeah. okay, cool. It's a bit like that weight, you know, goal. Okay, I did it. But yep. now if you truly are at this point in your life, which you are just from our discussion as well, yeah. is that now empowering that to have impact that you wanted wow. to, your why story. Um, mm. and, I don't know now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we do find, and it is fascinating, one of the reasons we did the podcast, you know, we wanted the feedback and we wanted to explore this more. Um, and it's fascinating that, uh, even the most uh, self-aware or self-developed of us reach an, a level and mm. I'm there, you know, and when we challenge and go, well, maybe you're not, it's like, no, no, I'm there. I'm the best version of me. And it's like, and there's the limiting of self-awareness. Yes. Because you can't be the best version because you've got decades ahead of you. Yet. But years to go. Of course. thought what you're missing what it is that you don't know about yourself or if you're a mindset coach or a life coach what you don't know really about your clients that's why we designed the monthly aware packages easy skill sheets and tools to help you dig deep find out what your identity really is and get self-aware great for you and even better for the people you help And I, I remember a friend saying to me after they 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 kind of they fell in love and and started having kids and she said to me I found my happily ever after like and I just thought you're 30 you're 30 odd how is it done yet how, how are we you know to me it's that whole you're either green and growing or ripe and rotting I'm I'm forever the learner I'm, I'm so curious when we talk about when I, well, I was dropping in as you were saying just then Sarah about self-awareness do we think, and, and you were saying, Nikki, about the, the dropping of the ego, do you think that from a, from a next evolution of that, that we come to a place where self-awareness, that's about self, that's the ego. Do we come to then it's a higher thing, it's a higher contribution level where it's not about me anymore, right? It's not about the self. Now it's about sharing that wisdom and sharing that knowledge a bit like, you know, the same as us. We love sharing. That's what you get the the aha emotion from yeah. because you are now focused outside. It's a bit like when you get the title of a CEO and you go, oh, but I'm not doing the nuts and bolts I used to love. Mm. Yeah, because you're now focused on creating the next. Yes. Creating the next opportunity. And yeah. sometimes I think, though, we get to that CEO level People plateau because they yep. just go, cool, now it's just all my knowledge bringing yes, it together. Here's my best version. But there's so much more. And awareness really moving past self, and that's why we call it life. It's right. Like, mm -hmm. 
because it's life awareness is where I drop off now. Yes. What I'm thinking yeah. and doing. Yeah, this isn't the biggest thing now. What is Absolutely. what is the people around me? What is my society and what oh. is what is the world doing? How am I now moving that confidence and knowledge outwards? Yes. And everyone we talk to on a podcast yeah. is in that process. Yeah. yeah. So awareness it has to have two phases. I have to be self-aware. And then yep. I have to be life aware. And to do that is the drop of the ego. Yes. I don't me anymore. You know, I'm just a tool to give us knowledge. Yes. Um, and, yeah. And really I then become the conduit. Yeah. Yeah, I become the conduit for 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 that to come out and come through me. There is the cool because when we're obsessed with ourselves, our weight, our our image, then it's all about us. It is. It, it, it not, not not there's no judgment there about being selfish. It's the necessary work that we have to do to, to, to love our ego self. And at some point that ego self needs to be raised. I talk about this in my book about we are parenting. We become the leader of our ego so that then we become integrated into wholeness and we can serve. Yeah, um, and the challenge we're finding with people is going, yeah, now I'm going to ask you to drop that identity. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the fear, like, oh, my what? This is a good one. Why do I do <laughs> I like this one. I spent my whole life trying to like that. There's, so my book is in three parts. So the first part is the mind because, like you've just said, we need to become, and I almost feel like it's the same model. We have, we have to be okay with the thoughts in my head. We have to be able to come to terms with our ego, accept what's happening before we can change it. The second one is about the body, how to heal the trauma in our body, how to move through our emotions. The third part of the book is the spirit, because to me, there is this, that that's where the true to like divine service comes, which so many people that I know who do this work want to actually help other people. But if you haven't figured out yourself yet, it's pretty hard to do. And I, I, there's a bit in the book where I say something along those lines, like you're now going to drop the ego. And you're like, hang on a second. I've spent 300 pages learning how to love myself. And now you're telling me that, <laughs> that, that I'm an infinite being and none of it matters. <laughs> That's the journey. I've got me. I know what I want the world to see. I know how to, you know, influence. Yep. Now it's time to be about authentic and building them to be authentic you know we've been doing this for 20 years and you can get a little you know oh, I know it all yeah <laughs> part of this is pushing us to find out what we don't know and every yes. person we talk to we, we afterwards we talk amongst ourselves about oh you know that's so yeah boring. you know it's a light bulb moment I didn't yes. know that or I didn't realize I, I didn't know that um so it's not about ego and thinking I've got all the knowledge and I want no. to share it it's this first to go in and, and find out what you don't know and be so pleasantly surprised and yeah. excited about, again, the world is so big and we yeah. are so complicated. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what your book is saying. Don't stop. I love how you go, and now, third chapter, we're going to get real and tough. So yeah. I'll, you know, I've held you like a baby all the way through. And now just leave that. Yes. And that's only for the courageous, isn't it? Only for the courageous and fearless can they... Take that lip. I reckon your book is one of those you'll buy, you'll read it, you'll stall on chapter two, but you'll come back to it maybe a year later, yep. maybe yep. two years later, but you'll come back and go, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yes. I, I wasn't ready to let go, but I, I get now what I need to do. Yeah, look, I, I love talking to you. I, I you know, this is, we, we could do dinner and have 
bottle or two of wine. Wouldn't we? How wonderful. Padding out of this <laughs> yeah. topic. It's been fantastic. Um, thank you so much, Luna, for welcome. your story. And being what we need is an inspiring leader, not just um, what you do, but how you live. Yeah. You know? um, and, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been amazing. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll share all, we're going to share all of your um, links with people so Thanks. that they can make sure that they continue to follow your journey and um, jump in there. That's most wonderful. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to you both for hosting me and to everyone who's watching and listening at home. Such a pleasure. So big apologies to anyone that um, found a bit of that audio a bit hard to do. It was just a... Um, you know, lockdown podcast tech problem with the space that we were in and interviewing people from some distance away. So again, uh, I hope it didn't put you off the great content. And a couple of great uh, takeaways that I had were no one hates themselves happy or healthy. That is a gem. And that our bodies can be an expression rather than a depression for us. And body positive is self-acceptance, not self-restricting. And along the way, we talked about witch hunts, power, patriarchs, and the marketing beauty industry as well. Quite a ride. Okay, you can get uh, Luna's book, Perfectly Imperfect, Your Complete Guide to Loving Yourself and Loving Your Body from Amazon and I highly recommend anyone that's had a little bit of a battle with how they see themselves to have um, a look at that book and maybe yeah, maybe do uh, do yourself a favour as Molly Meldrum used to say and get it. You can go and visit more about um, Luna on her website which is moreconfidence.com.au so moreconfidence.com.au Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
thank you for listening to the Aware Podcast and we really hope you enjoyed our guest's insight and the little quiz at the end just for a bit of fun. Music for the Aware Podcast is by Tape Machine featuring LFA. The song title is This Is Who I Am. If you would like to be a guest or contact us regarding the Aware platform, please email awarearcgroup at gmail.com. That's aware, A-R-C, arc, group, at gmail.com. We are Nikki Mackey and Sarah Godfrey. See you next time.